attention, please. The show starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Electricity here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Riverside Stadium is second to none. And the rave breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the Cops have won this game. You're your host, J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Phil My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good Friday morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks. The show live from the Signorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics and of course built by the Barn Dominium Co. The BarnDominiumCo.com or as they call themselves and many others call them the Barndo Co. They build the best homes you've probably ever seen in your entire life and that is why they are one of the United States' top builders. It's official by multiple outlets, and it's on their website as well, thebarndominiumco.com. JC, JB, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. And Fridays are generally fun anyways because it's Friday. But today it's going to be especially fun for a lot of reasons. Number one, a lot of you are now getting what you've been craving which is good news on the Gamecock football recruiting front from commitments to crystal balls. JC will fill us in on that here in just a moment. Uh, We will also, of course, be joined by Stuart Lake as South Carolina looks to get off of a four-game skid at Arkansas tonight where they are trying to get their 15th win of the season in the SEC. They're 37th overall. The Razorbacks and the Gamecocks will come into the series with identical records, by the way. In addition to all of that, in case you haven't been paying attention, and I know a lot of people haven't, how about Gamecock softball? Last night, another statement win, and today, Donnie Goborn, the stud freshman pitcher, named All-SEC first team as well, and you might see her again later on this afternoon as they've got Auburn in the semifinals. South Carolina just won of two double-digit seeds in the history of the league to get to the semifinals in the women's softball tournament. So hats off to those ladies who are pretty certainly looking at a postseason bid, and maybe they're getting hot at the right time to do some damage when they get in there. And if that's not enough for all of you, we'll be joined at the top of the 12 o'clock hour by everybody's favorite, Mr. Patrick Davis. And JC, I think uh, yesterday in our text, we were exchanging how to kind of structure things on our program today, and he said the word honor because Patrick 
just released today the first single on his new album that's forthcoming called Carolina When I Die, and I'll tell tell him this too in front of all of you, like I've told him privately to his face, that song is unbelievable, and no offense to all these other jams because they are all jams. Uh, that one is my favorite. But Six String Dreams is a really, really unique uh, tune, and you'll get to hear it in its entirety at the top of the noon hour, and then PD will jump in and join us and tell us all about the song and the album, and he will talk plenty of Gamecocks. He's got a lot to say. But uh, JC pointed out in our text message yesterday that um, that it was an honor to have him on because he chose us uh, to be on and kind of help debut this thing as it released at, at midnight last night, wherever you download your music. So if you're a Patrick Davis fan, and I hope you all are, uh, make sure that you've downloaded Six String Dreams. It's a it is a back porch sitting and sipping type song, and it is really really neat. Uh, he'll tell you the backstory on that in just a little while. So we'll keep him around as long as he wants to stay with us. Hopefully, it's for a while, and um, and we're gonna have some fun. So, uh, with all of that said, first of all, good morning to everybody. Thank you so much for for joining us on Friday. We hope you're kicking off a wonderful weekend. Most importantly, before I turn this thing over to, to uh, Classic Phil. And JC, uh, happy Mother's Day weekend to all of the amazing, amazing moms in the world. Gamecock moms and others, you all deserve the best of the best of the best. I think every day should technically be Mother's Day. Uh, In our home, we don't celebrate Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, uh, we try to spend the whole weekend celebrating mom because she's the backbone around here. And um, so uh, from our families to yours, uh, please give all of your moms and wives and, and everybody who is a mom in your life a big hug from uh, from inside the Gamecocks, the show. We appreciate all of them. They're the best, and it's one of the great, great weekends uh, in America every year. So, JC, Classic Phil, how are you? Doing well. Happy Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry, Phil. I meant Crystal Ball Master, JC. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I like lost member of the electric mayhem better. You like that? <laughs> I got an, I, I, I was going through, I was like, my, my, my taglines here get a little stale. So I, I started to go through like cartoon characters and uh, to try to figure out like what, what's the most obscure, like I went through the Muppets, Disney, I mean, Looney Tunes, Dr. Teeth. So I may, I may throw a doctor teeth up there or uh, something like teeth. that, something similar. I, 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 I've kind of supposed to be a surprise, so I probably won't use doctor teeth now. But there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff there. By the way, I, I, I apologize for my bedhead and staring at my phone. <laughs> you know, uh, the first little bit during the intro. It's a bit, it's been a busy morning on a lot of fronts. Uh, if you've looked at thebigspur.com, you've noticed that for me. Yeah. Uh, just gathering intel on these guys, and then uh, had some NIL stuff I had to take care of this morning, and carpool and everything else. So yours truly is, um, and it's supposed to rain all weekend here. So uh, after I get off here, I'm going to a place called Menards, which is just like Home Depot. They got a real catchy too. Get great stuff at Menards. <laughs> uh, I'm getting some kind of umbrella or something for the back porch. I'm cranking up Patrick Davis's music. It's going to be beer thirty. Uh, until uh, the Gamecocks throw the first pitch tonight. Hopefully I'm happy. But uh, it's been one of those daggum mornings for me. So uh, yeah. just kind of a lot of 
a lot of stuff, you know, you get up, you're refreshed, you're ready to roll, and then things start just hitting you in the face. It's like, I feel like a, a you know, a no armed man at a flapjack throwing contest. <laughs> getting hit with syrup and butter and blueberry topping and cinnamon and, you know, whatever the hell else you want. So, uh, anyway, just one of those mornings, but uh, certainly glad to be here and, and really fired up about Patrick. Uh, Marion, uh, on, uh, on, on Julian Phillips, this is one of those things I, I did not get to yesterday from the chat box, but um, uh, I, I don't think they're going to pursue him. You know, the SEC has that rule. You have to sit if you go inside the conference. Uh, they'd have to get a waiver. They already gave him a waiver one time to get to Tennessee. So I, I, I would, from what I've been told, that's kind of a, a long shot. Uh, and that the Gamecocks probably aren't aren't going to go down that road. I haven't been told absolutely no on that, but uh, it didn't sound. And and see, I've, I heard he was leaving Tennessee two or three weeks ago from a guy I know that's pretty connected in Knoxville. Uh, mm. So I, I'd been asking around about that. It's just uh, it's not something that you know. I'd, I'd love it if if that was the case because uh, I think I think he's a really good offensive player and he probably could help the team I would guess, but, um, I don't, I don't foresee that happening as things stand today. I'm going to leave myself an out on that. Like I do with everything else, but, uh, I don't see it happening today with Julian Phillips. And yeah, I watched my first Gamecock softball game in my life, other than walking by when they used to pay at Beckham field next to the Sarge, when I was like on campus back in 2000, just kind of saw him over there, knocking it around exciting game. Um. Yeah, man, they're you know, they're getting hot. I'm proud right? of that team. Yeah, proud of that team. I mean, because they they were left for kind of left for dead after last year. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Getting and, hot at the right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've had it. I mean, they have had a good year. I mean, they've you got to remember the SEC. If you're like ninth in the SEC, that means you're pretty much like tenth in the country in mm-hmm. softball. I mean, it's it's such a good league. I I do see all. I I didn't even realize I said freshman. I meant to say fifth year, but I'm not sure why. I, <laughs> said that so yeah i thank y'all for correcting me there uh she is not a freshman uh yeah she is a a fifth year transfer um but freshman fifth year i guess that would be where i stumbled i'm not exactly sure not to make excuses but yeah so um yeah my i when i was at carolina we we actually got to know a lot of the softball girls well because mike cisco's wife now was was carolina's left fielder slash center fielder uh for a while so we got to know a lot of her um a lot of her friends and this, that, and the other, and uh, they've struggled for a while, but certainly looks like um, Coach Smith's got them going. So they will play today at 5 p.m. Hmm. Ah, I don't know. And, I think and look, it's, they're, I, in, they're in the game. We're probably going to the tournament. So. No, 4, four o'clock. Four o'clock. That's right. Four o'clock. Three o'clock central. Four o'clock on ESPN two. On ESPN two, and they've got, got a crack at Auburn today. So uh, now they thirty six and nineteen are the uh, are the Gamecocks. So yeah, you're right, Jamie. We uh, uh, we we do wish. There's no doubt. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa, uh, happy Mother's Day to you. If you're a mother, um, I see you're giving us a round of applause. So I'm kind of assuming she is here. We are glad that you're spending some of your Mother's Day weekend with us and. Um, hopefully Gamecock baseball and Gamecock softball can give you some, some additional nuggets this weekend to celebrate 
in addition to yourself as a mom. On top of that, though, Gamecock football seems to be well on their way to doing it. Yesterday, uh, Jatias Gear, the defensive end, as JC has mentioned multiple times over the last couple of weeks, we have anticipated this young man joining South Carolina's football program, and uh, it is now official. He has, as a transfer, Braden Davis is transferring to Syracuse as a uh, as a quarterback. So if the trade if the uh, if the trade market ever enters college football, it's kind of you know, started a little sooner, I guess, unofficially. But um, so gears in, JC. Now we're waiting on word from the running back situation. So to summarize all this, I know we've only got about four minutes, and we got to hit a break to get to Coach Lake and get into some baseball. But um, you've got uh, walk us through the gear commitment. We've got a big official visit going on down in Louisiana this weekend. You also. In- to talk running backs, have a new crystal ball in for a potential future running back. Yeah, it. it um, yeah, he traded uh, Braden Davis to Syracuse for gear and a player to be named later, maybe. You know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how that works. But um, yeah, uh, this was expected. Um, and and when he went in the portal, you know, I followed up with some contacts, and uh, what I was told was, look. South Carolina's probably getting him. Um, he just kind of – he wants to handle it himself, which a lot of older guys do, you know, um, especially portal guys that are that – are, you know, they make different types of decisions than, you know, high school guys. But he's from Belton Honey, a path high school in Anderson County up in the upstate. Um, the he was a kid uh, that – Talmadge Lecroy. Yeah, Talmadge yeah. Lecroy is from up there too. Uh when he came out, it was that 2020, I think the 2021 class where <sighs> there's no in-person evaluation. It's COVID. There was a coaching change. Uh, I think Tracy Rocker maybe looked at this film once or went by the school. Um, when this kid came out, he was like, he's about six, five two twenty, which is, you know, for an end, you know, you, you, uh, that kind of frame is, is useful. Uh, I like this film. Uh, I had a friend at Syracuse at the time. He's at another school now, but uh, he kind of, you know, when this kid was a junior, I put him on him. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if Clemson and South Carolina will offer this guy or not. Cause when he was a junior, he's like 190. So he's filled out. Looks sort of like Philip Merling that used to play for Clemson. If I'm going to have a player comparison, he's kind of like that six, five, two sixty ish, big, thicker, long-armed, like tall, but thicker kind of defensive end. Uh, so I really like him, and, and he really came on for Syracuse last year. Uh, six and a half tackles for loss. I think he started the last 11 games of the season. Uh, Cuse was not bad on defense. If you watch the Clemson-Syracuse game this past season, you, you see that, they, you know, that they're probably a little better on defense than offense uh, at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always think of Syracuse as, you know, they can't stop anybody, but they, they were actually better on defense this year. He was a big part of it. So coming back, uh, getting back home from a place that's ice cold, <laughs> that's probably a positive for him. Clemson obviously doesn't look at transfers or whatever. So it was South Carolina and he's happy to be here. And it's a big pickup. So running back wise. Yeah. You're waiting on digs at LSU uh, and see how that visit goes this weekend. I have a, an insider breakdown on the big spur about that. Uh, nothing really earth shattering other than a few tidbits that I picked up. And then I did put in a crystal ball for four star Daniel Hill 
from Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, and Tony and Hale had put one in earlier, so this is not earth shattering, but uh, you know, just kind of collecting some info and stuff on him yesterday, along with Diggs. Uh, I felt comfortable doing that at about a five out of ten. Uh, a lot of other schools are involved with him: Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, it would be a hell of a recruiting win if the Gamecocks get him, but the Gamecocks oh. are, you know, right there. And his they get, I think they get the last official visit too. So, uh, of the summer for him, and uh, you know, he is a uh, outstanding running back prospect. So, you know, we'll see what happens. What's Sharko's timeline? I don't have any info on him right now. Uh, okay. I've got uh, he got a Colorado visit and. Uh, all eyes sort of are on digs, I guess. Uh, and so I think, uh, I'll dig up some Sharko things after, after digs goes to LSU, but, uh, I don't know. I, I that, that you one said if digs goes to LSU. Yeah. I, I had oh, a, I uh, said yeah. after he I was had, like, wait a second, JC. He had a good visit, but you know, <laughs> Colorado's involved and he's from New Jersey. So I don't know. You know, we, I broke it down the other day, but I just, uh, I just think that, um, you know, I think right now all eyes are on that visit to Baton Rouge. And, you know, I'll just tell the audience now that South Carolina has been in uh, contact with Diggs all week, constant contact. The feedback's been great. So uh, somebody asked me heading into the visit, if like, let's, let's say LSU fell into the water and uh, it's not going to, but you know, part of Louisiana may one day, but uh, Baton Rouge is safe. But if it did, uh, and there was no more LSU. I'd pick the Gamecocks right now, but that's not going to. You know, he's still going to go through the visit, and as we know, things progress. So we'll see. Well, pretty good news it, to summarize, at least uh, to lead off Friday uh, for uh, all of the wonderful moms who will be celebrating Mother's Day weekend wherever you are. Um, it is eleven nineteen. Is Coach Lake in there? He is okay. All right, so let's go ahead and hit a quick timeout. And when we return, we'll turn the page and we'll turn it all the way over to Bomb Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where tonight the Razorbacks will welcome the Gamecocks in a top 10 SEC baseball matchup. Hang tight. Inside the Gamecocks, the show uh, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. We'll be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock-owned. Gamecock-operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. And, of course, the first hour of the show was brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy for all your upstate residential real estate needs. And we're joined now, as always, on Friday on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Coach Stuart Lake. Coach, how oh, are we doing this week? Without the hat. Yeah, well, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I got blamed last week for, you know, maybe jinxes. So when I had my uh, Louis C.K. look going, I think we're undefeated. So not that I'm superstitious, but I don't want to be the one that's screwing this whole thing up. So I'm going back. Well, look, man. We blame you, this on everything from JC to the exam week starting this slide here. <laughs> so, yeah, and, don't they, yeah. and now it's on uh, Coach Lake's hat. Yeah, JC mm-hmm. said yesterday it was his fault because when he came to town prior to the Auburn series for the Carolina Rise events in Columbia and down here in Charleston, he, he felt like he, you know, he jinxed him. So he said, you know, it's my fault. I'm going to fall on the sword. And I was like, man, you're a better man than me because uh, – it ain't my fault. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the old Mike Cisco line from when we were in college. Deny, deny, deny. I, I, not, yeah. I not only was there, I met Whittle at Founders Park, and the guys I think were just getting. I saw Will Sanders walking in too. Shook his hand. Oh, so it was your fault. Yeah, you I, it definitely was my you fault. You touched it. I, I just, oh. I, I can't see it any other Jesus. way. Jesus. Things were hunky dory. They were great, and then they then the, the whole staff and and, and Mahoney and uh, Petrie come to the event, right? So oh, that, I, mean, God. I, I was just, a, yeah, it's my fault. So anyway, Coach. No, I think it's pretty clear, JC. It really is your fault. So that makes <laughs> it is. I, I'm not blaming myself. I'm kicking myself. I'm, I'm burning incense and I'm sacrificing a a whole chicken later. And drinking Jabu's rum like in Major League, yes. uh, and uh, praying to fifteen different religious entities 
uh, to before tonight's first pitch, and, <laughs> and, and to cleanse myself of this uh, this this curse I brought onto the team. <laughs> yeah, somebody's somebody's got to take the fall. So just pass that along to Coach King and Coach Tanner for us, Coach Lake, and uh, make <laughs> sure we me. hold him accountable. I, I'd love I'd love you to get a phone call from Ray Tay a little later on. That, let me know how that goes. <laughs> I'll text um, Coach Tanner now to kind of ease the burden in a little hey bit. Hey, man, I think oh my figured it out, Coach. It has nothing to do it's with injuries fault. or not throwing strikes or anything like that. This Jay-Z dude just sh- showed up and shook the shouldn't hand of Will Sanders. Yep. Well, yeah, so he's not going to start tonight. Um, and and I did – Whittle passed along the, the little nugget. I had never noticed this. I guess I never had a reason to notice it, but – Arkansas generally never releases a full rotation. Um, so most coaches are like, okay, well, we won't do that either. Uh, although Coach King did announce a bookend with Becker on Sunday. And then Eli's going to get the ball tonight, Coach. I, I um, kind of thought this w- might be coming. No disrespect at all towards Will Sanders or Jack Mahoney or anything like that. But, you know, it just felt like the right time to maybe try to do something a little bit different. Eli has pitched on Friday night already this year at Mississippi State. I actually thought he threw very well. Um, you know this young man, and he's going to get the ball tonight, and it's, it seems like it's on his shoulders to try and at least slow down, if not stop the bleeding for Gamecock baseball. So uh, as he's presented with this opportunity, what do you expect to see out of this young man? I, I think we're going to see what we saw, as you said, at Mississippi State. And I feel like every time we've seen him on the mound, he gives you an opportunity if you play defense behind him to have some clean innings. He's a strike thrower. He's a guy that can throw the breaking ball far strike, which I think is going to be important. But, you know, I looked through the Arkansas. I was, I don't really look at the opposing team as much as we look at ourselves and sitting down yesterday, look at Arkansas. It's amazing. They're 17 and seven. So, I mean, they're tied with Vanderbilt, top of this league. They're at the top of no categories. As you go through their offense and pitching, now they're never at the bottom. They're always kind of right there in the middle from that five to seven. I even looked through today. I think the two things that jumped out, they're last in doubles. So I think it kind of – what that shows you a little bit, I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to challenge you on the bases. But the one that did jump out at me pitching-wise, they lead the league in the number of saves. So what that tells us, too – as much as we sit here and talk starting pitching, I think the biggest thing Arkansas does so well is their bullpen. So I don't think they get hung up on their starting pitching maybe as much as they rely on their bullpen. And that really a lot of times if you go and look from the fifth and sixth inning on, their bullpen's involved in the game. Yeah, they're going to start Hagen Smith tonight. Uh, he is replacing Hunter Holland, who had been starting on Friday nights. But, I mean, Coach, I think I had dug deep enough to understand they've started three or four guys on Friday nights so far this year. Hagen did have a, a, a great start last weekend. Arkansas, for what it's worth, folks, the, to your point, Coach, uh, it's 17-7. and seven. They have swept their last two series, and that's how they've gotten there. Prior to that, they were just at 11-7. and seven. Not that that's a bad record in the SEC. It's actually wonderful. Um, but but the last couple of weekends they they've been pretty hot and so Hagen Smith is going to get the ball again after his start last weekend. Have I? I'm trying to remind myself. I I don't know if I've seen him pitch. Have, you've seen him pitch, right? Yeah, seen just what? video of it. I mean, okay. the biggest thing that I just really see, you know, I keep following. Obviously, Charles Bloom is from here out at the SEC tournament with softball. 
So I keep kind of looking at the weather because it's mm-hmm. also going to be some crazy weather all weekend out there. So it's really might be again, and you think back to the LSU series on a starter may only get so much because the game, according to them, is going to start on time, but it's going to be thunderstorms coming through the whole area. I just, I don't have a great detailed scouting report on him, but again, I just don't think they're so much about their starting pitching as they are as trying to be a complete team is what we're going to see a lot as we get to see Arkansas. So, well, that brings, you mentioned the softball team, um, you know, with the unfortunate news of Eli and with Will being out this weekend, any chance that Donnie Goburn maybe could get some innings for Gamecock baseball? No kidding. i tell you what, just Man. that it's been fun to watch. And I heard JC <laughs> saying it too, and I feel bad. I haven't watched a ton of softball over the years, but I've kind of gotten caught up in this team and she's been a big reason why. I mean, it's been fun to yeah. to watch when you're trying to, What's the equivalent of a 75 to 70 mile, 77? What is that coming out to in baseball? I think it's like 105 or something. I'm pretty sure it's like plus 30 miles an hour or some, somewhere in there. And then doing, and then your next pitch is a changeup. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see why most of the games are two to one or one to nothing. I mean, it's, it's been kind of special to watch. I don't know what role she'll be in today. If you get to come back three straight days, I guess you can. In yeah. softball, they tend to do it. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of been fun to catch up and do. I got home my son's playoff game last night, and and my wife actually laughed. Like, are you kidding me? We're rushing home to watch the end of the softball game? I said, yeah, I kind of, I've yeah. got caught up in it. I want to watch it. So it'll be fun to see how, you know, as the season ends up with them. How did how'd your, how'd your, uh, your boys do last night in the playoffs? They did well. So mid-Carolina, this the upper state here in 2A. So they uh, beat Pillion 10 nothing. So they Ooh. now match up with Great Collegiate tomorrow night in the Ooh. undefeated game. So mm. at home. So it'll be fun. Everybody wants to beat Great Collegiate and Oceanside and everybody else for a multitude of reasons. We won't get into all of those now. But, yeah, yeah. They, are, they have the target on their back, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Coach. Um, sent you a text the other day about, um, about Cole Messina just kind of making conversation, the fact that, there's a good chance we'll see him behind the plate a lot more this weekend. Yeah. Uh, assess that for us and, and what it means to a pitching staff to have the guy that they trust back there. Well, I was actually doing the TV game when Cole had a move to third. And I remember saying because Lee Croy had pulled – or excuse me, I don't think it was Lee Croy's when Wimmer got hurt and Braswell had to go to short. Mm-hmm. I just saw such a good rhythm going, you know. So you got the earpiece in. So you got Coach Parker saying to Cole, you know, fastball away. Well, and the pitcher's looking at his watch, but they can still shake. So when they shake, then it falls back on the catcher to put the next sign. That's the quickest way of getting it. So you never really saw a loss of rhythm. So I, because of that, just, all right, if he went fastball away and he don't, I'm going to go slider or change up. And the pitcher seemed to always say yes, and they went. And I thought it was really big at that time, and I think it's proven to be. That's no nothing against anyone else catching, but – he kind of had the rhythm of those guys. And, yeah. you know, it just seemed like since then it kind of – you just you, you didn't have that kind of quickness going. I know we're still keeping the pitch clock and we didn't have any issues with that, but I just think it's a really big deal to get him back there and just get that comfort. And there's something cool too when that catcher's back there pumping his fist to you and the things he's saying to you when he's taking visits without Coach Parker coming out. It, a catcher is pretty special. I've told y'all before, it's the, it's the only place on the field where everybody looks at you. 
you know, and they don't they don't look at you at third base or right field or wherever. They're looking at you as a catcher, and I think it's going to be important he's back there. Well, I, I totally agree with that, and in no way, shape, or form are uh, any of these words meant to guarantee some type of victory or great performance by a pitcher or anything like that. It's strictly just talking baseball here, and, and I think um, – I mean, I always try to rely – I tell the stories. It sounds like it's talking about myself, but it's really about the guy that taught me when I first started catching, Johnny Cribb, who you know very well. I know very well. The best <laughs> catching coach I've ever been around because he didn't put up with any crap, and you either did it or you didn't play. Um, but uh, I, I'll never forget being a kid, and he looked at me and he said, you want to be good? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, make sure that those guys on the on the rubber trust you more than they trust themselves. And I never forgot that. And then when you watch the great catchers, Coach, um, and I'm just going to name Carolina guys here for the sake of this conversation, but Landon Powell, uh, Trent Klein, um, Kyle Enders, you know, Brady Thomas when he was back. I mean, and we can keep going, Grayson Griner and so on and so forth. Anybody that was on the mound that threw to those guys, it, it was almost like if they shook them off, Landon was going to call time and walk out and go, why are you shaking me off? You know, and it was like, okay, well, I won't do that again. Um, that that's There is something that clicks mentally in a battery when you've got a guy back there that you can trust more than your yourself, and you've been around this at this level your, basically your, your whole life, if you could take that conversation a little bit deeper. Yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up – I started catching in high school and just – I don't really know where I heard it, but I heard a catching guy once say one time, every battery has a positive and a negative. And you're called the positive, you know, you're the battery. So there were days as a catcher, you knew that guy on the mound needed you to be positive. Yeah. And there were days you knew there were, you needed to be a turd and go out and do things. And that's where the Landon Piles and those type guys are so good. You didn't have to tell them. You didn't have to say, hey, Landon, today you're the positive, he's the negative. They knew. Mm-hmm. you know. And Hunter Taylor, a few years ago, when we made our run in 18, he was a guy that you could tell on certain days he was going to the mound going, hey, man, we got you. You know, just throw strikes. He knew the difference between that guy's personality and the other guy. There were days you're going, oh, crap, what's he going out there to say? And that's what I feel that Cole Messina does so much for this team. This is a team a lot of people have grabbed me this week and said, what's wrong? I don't really think anything's wrong. You're getting some guys back, which I think are going to bring energy back. McGillis is a guy that if he can get back and is close to what he was, that's a big part of your lineup. I mean, he had 10 home runs, and he only got to play four conference games. So he's been out a while. You get Lee Croy back, who ran well. I thought he looked normal against uh, North Florida the other day, just kind of trying to pay attention to him. You know, when it wasn't, quote, on camera, just moving around. Get those guys back. Now, the big one that's missing is Wimmer because yeah. Wimmer has brought you so much range at shortstop. I love what um, Brasfield's doing. you got to keep him somewhere in lineup. I mean, yeah. he has earned the right to be in there somewhere, but he does not have the range of Wimmer. I think we all know that. Or that ability to maybe go get a fly ball in the shallow left field where a center fielder doesn't feel like he's got to come in. So there's things you want to get back. But this weekend, man, there's no – we went out there in 18, and I remember they had the pitcher of the year, forget his name, and we won on Thursday night. And it changed the rest of how we felt about the rest of that year. We ended up being there for Super Regionals, y'all remember, and won a game. 
And there's no question when when they're good, there's nowhere harder in the league to play than Arkansas. You never can breathe there. You're just you step out of the dugout and someone's yelling at you. And I mean from six years old to eighty-six years old, they're constantly on you. It is the hardest place in the league. When Mississippi State is good, they're neck and neck. But Arkansas has always been. And then for Gamecocks, it's so much travel. I mean, it's no they chartered yesterday, but it's never an easy trip to get to Fayetteville. If y'all ever been there to airport, you still feel like you're an hour away from the hotel when you get there <laughs> and you drive through the country to get to your hotel. And it's just, it's a hard trip. So, but there's no better place to come together as a team either than this environment this weekend. Um, gosh, who, who gave me the backstory on this a few years ago? I saw yesterday that they, you mentioned the trip. So they were getting on the Dale Earnhardt Jr. plane. I want to say it was Coach Tanner that that was telling me this story, but I can't really remember. How did that plane get into the hands of Carolina? Do you know? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I know when we first started going there, there was no charter, so we were just taking old Northwest Airlines or someone in there. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's improved in that sense. But uh, yesterday was a tough day. I was texting with Billy Anderson, their strength coach. I mean, you're flying into those storms yesterday. Yeah. So they kind of had to take their time and change a little bit of a flight time from when they could get through them. And, again, it's just one of those places that uh, it's super cool to go there mm-hmm. and get to play. And I played there a bunch with South Carolina and Ole Miss. But, and then every year it gets better. They add something to that stadium. It's unbelievable. Now it looks like a double-A AA or triple-A stadium when you go in there. Uh, it's better than some of the better than some of the big league ballparks. I don't know, like Tampa, Oakland. What? <laughs> it's in Tampa and Oakland. I, I've never been. I've been to the football stadium. I, one time I went to Arkansas. I, I was working for ESPN, and I got assigned a game in Little Rock. It's the only time I was on TV uh, for them when I covered recruiting for those guys. It's '09. So I flew into Branson, Missouri. Oh, and drove from Branson to Little Rock. That's a quite an interesting drive if you've ever been to the nether regions of Arkansas going through those little towns. It's uh, it's, it's the Ozarks, right? You've seen yeah, Ozark. Uh, you <laughs> no, know, Carolina lost. <laughs> Carolina lost. I think Whittle and I went to the catfish hole after, which is always delicious. And then I had to drive back to Branson. To, you know, my flight was the next morning out. I forgot to gas up my rental car. <laughs> and I'm going through like this uh, state federal state park forest uh for an hour and and all i'm hearing is the banjos right from deliverance (laughs) and i was like please sweet baby jesus don't don't let me run out of gas and i'm listening to the clemson florida state football game and florida state's uh winning for a while and so i'm you know of course kind of pulling for them and then uh clemson just uh, they just start this massive comeback and my, my gas gauge is getting lower and lower and lower. I finally found a place to pull off. They only took cash. I happened to have $5 stuck Ooh. in the rental car made it back to Branson. But that's that's my one trip to Arkansas story. But I did like it. I do think it's a unique place. And I, I would like to see a baseball game there someday. Yeah, I mean, you know, not to get too far off track here. but Yeah, not I mean, bad on that. No, 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 not, not you. I'm talking about me. I As it pertains to Arkansas, and we – I know what's coming following this statement, but it's still amazing they haven't won a national championship. 
Now, they should have. They should have. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't. And uh, they were a foul ball away from it, for sure. Yeah, they, they should have won it. Um, Coach, uh, in, in addition to that, I mean, obviously you're with – we Noah's been out, and, and, and we knew that. Now um, Will is not going to pitch this weekend. And the Jerzenbeck news, I thought he was probably in line maybe to get a start, as a matter of fact, because he's been throwing well. And that's just – I don't think they've made it officially official yet, but we know what's happened, you know, so he's, he's done. So you're missing 16, 17 innings uh, realistically uh, from three guys you were going to depend on this year uh, in the prime of the year on the road at Arkansas. We know everybody else who's available and and I get it, but the stress that that puts on the staff, what, what is that like managing that with, with what you've got in front of you, these next 27 innings? Well, the hard part of it now is you're just trying to redefine roles right in the middle of the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That You kind of started to feel who your early relief, even Hicks, he had felt like, okay, I'm going to be that middle relief guy. You start to mentally prepare. Now, who knows what goes on tonight, but, you know, he may be the starter tomorrow. We're not sure, you know, how Mahoney's going to be used, which on a side note, I think Mahoney would be excellent as a closer. I just know you have to protect his arm so you haven't been able to use him in that role because what's so hard about being a reliever is you get him up and then you have to set him down. So, you know, even Hicks this year, they've warmed him up and had to bring him in anyway because you don't want to make a guy that's had arm issues do it. I, I just, like Veach last weekend, you know, they came out later and said the elbow was a little sore, so we protected him. He's a huge part. you got to hope he's available this weekend because if he is with that changeup, I think he can be a big part, as we've all seen, of this bullpen. But you're just in a case now that really you meet today and go, look, guys, we're all figuring it out. You know, mm-hmm. we know we're throwing Eli out there tonight. He may give us three innings. He may give us seven innings. Mahoney's got to be prepared to go. I'm sure Hicks is ready to go tonight. Austin's always ready. I think it's just going to be a case of them trying to sort this out. The unfortunate part is that middle of the week game next week, you really can't do much. Because then you got Tennessee so quick again on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I was telling somebody this morning, I think I'd rather double up midweeks early and get rid of these midweek games later in the year because they tend to be bad RPI games, and then you slip up and lose a bad RPI game, which maybe or maybe didn't really hurt them. We don't know. The RPI still held pretty good. But it's just uh, these next seven games, I mean, not to to mention they're going to happen in nine days. See, I'm sitting there this morning. I'm no mathematician, but you only got two off days to really get going. You got Monday, and you're going to be getting over a travel day, and Wednesday, the rest, you're playing. And you're going to be figuring it out in the fire. There's no time to draw it on the chalkboard. I, I want to go back to just kind of uh, make sure that I'm I'm understanding your point here, and I think I am. It, with With where they are, with what's happened, the, the 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 skid here, the one in five in the last six SEC games, the loss at North Florida, you got to you got to stop the bleeding somewhere. So is is that a moment? Is tonight the the old school Ray Tanner worry about today? We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow type thing where you know you get Eli out there and he, he runs runs you four or five innings, and then I know. Coach King has not officially announced a starter for tomorrow, but I think we have a good idea of who it's going to be. And you go, well, this is the best matchup, and we've got to win today and get that 15th SEC win. So my point is, 
are you kind of putting all the eggs in the basket to go get the win in game one if you need to just to get off that schneid? I would be. Because okay. you yeah. just, again, we don't know with the weather. You know, tomorrow night's another night scheduled game. I haven't heard any reason it wouldn't be. So if it continues that way and all of a sudden you're playing two Sunday, let's say, or maybe you only get one. I'm, I, I would be going tonight if everyone's ready to go tonight, and I assume they are. Yeah, I'm going tonight. I'm treating this series like a Super Regional in the sense that let's win tonight. And then we'll worry about game two. We'll worry about game three during game two and game three. Because what I can tell you about Arkansas, if you allow them to grab momentum and say take a 4-2 game tonight and win 9-2, to two, tomorrow's crowd shows up and it feels like it's still 9-2. to two. That's the one thing about their crowd that's different than anywhere. We all know momentum starts on the mound every game. But I've always felt Arkansas and Mississippi State, it's like their fans pick right up the next day. Like you can go anywhere else in this league and it has to all happen again. But when you're at Arkansas or at Mississippi State, it's like the first inning and you're going, oh, God, here we go again. Because they're so <laughs> involved in it and they're so loud. The bullpens are just so covered by their fans. It's really stressful. And – if you can win there on a Friday night, which I've been lucky enough to do before with teams, they get mad at their team. <laughs> so the next day they almost pout a little bit early to see because they don't expect to lose at home. I mean, their record this year I think is 28-3 and three at home. Mm-hmm. And when they lose, they're mad the next day. So you can – I don't know why Mississippi – when I was at Ole Miss, we could go there and win like it was nothing. Like our guys, it was a bus trip from Oxford, so I guess it was just a whole different mentality. But by Sunday, one year we swept, and by Sunday the crowd was noticeably different. But I've also been there and got swept, and that crowd by Sunday, you think like they must not have a fire marshal. They just let everybody that wants in the gate in. I mean, there's like people everywhere. So long answer to a short question, yeah. I'm trying to win the night, everything I can do to win the night. That's that's called alcohol, coach, in, yeah. in Oxford and <laughs> yeah. Fayetteville. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's called alcohol. There's a reason why you walk in. They're still calling hogs on Saturday after a win, Ed, and, and they're not hung over. It didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It works. Yeah, it, it works sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, we'll let you. I know we got to get you out of here, but um, if. It looks like LeCroy's good. Uh, we should see McGillis in some form or fashion, whatever that is. I know he pinch ran the other night. Maybe he gets an AB. Maybe he's in there defensively somewhere. Who, who knows at some point. And then Wimmer's probably the, the last of those three that they're, they're really waiting on, kind of circling the Tennessee series. Um, with that information that we have, do you, do you defensively and with the lineup included, do you have an idea in your mind? I know you know a lot of these kids, so I'm trying not to make this uh, – personal at all uh, but of what their best lineup right now might look like to try to get back to normal i mean obviously you're saying no i'm just trying to think a lot myself of where they're going to go with it i'm not i'm just not really sure where mcgillis is yet yeah you know his is not anything with toughness or it's a broken bone so it is just time i know he uh has taken bp now since last weekend um actually i Asked Coach Tanner yesterday because he went to practice last week. He wasn't throwing a lot until this week. So we forget that where his break was is where you throw. So, I mean, he hasn't got to throw. 
you know, in six or eight weeks. So if he's available, I think he's going to try to get him back in there second because, but I do think we'll see Lee Croy at third. Get Lee Croy at third, which means Messina gets behind the plate. And then you kind of figure second base out a little bit. Hopefully it turns out to be McGillis sooner than later. Um, that's what I kind of foresee with that, you know, kind okay. of standing in there. Kind of a baseball question for you, too. I, we were discussing this earlier in the week, and coaches do it differently, and this is not in any way of me second-guessing Coach Kingston or anybody else for that matter. Some coaches, when they find a spot in the lineup for you, that's it's a big league approach. You're the seven-hole guy. Yeah. You're the three-hole guy. You're the leadoff guy. When you struggle, guess what? You're still going to be the leadoff guy. That's just the way it is. Some coaches, and we see this a lot with this program, as you get hot and as you struggle a little bit, you get moved around to try to find the best approach for that day and that the lineup that day. Um, is there – and it really sometimes depends on the kid too, right, Coach? So is there one that you prefer? Is there an approach that is better than another? I know everybody's kind of done it their own way, but um, just your thought – on or if you can give us some additional analysis on the differences and how you write a lineup sometimes well we're all different but i learned from coach tanner so i mean i really monty would say it coach tolman said all of us that worked for him we had a, we would just always have a big lineup sheet and he would get in you weren't moving if you were doing whatever you had done he did not like changing the lineup a lot maybe tinker a little bit but if you go back and look, Coach Tanner's lineups were pretty much you're hitting first, you're hitting fifth, you're hitting ninth, whatever. And I liked that mode, and that's how I did as a head coach most of the time because it just allowed guys to never change their mentality. In a sense, I would pull guys over. I've told you all the joke before. I went to Coach Maisie when I was playing and told him I thought I should hit higher in the lineup. And he told me, well, I thought about hitting you 10th. <laughs> and, you know, I was young enough. I said, well, Coach, we only hit nine. He goes, exactly. So stop talking to me about the lineup. <laughs> and that was what I would say to our hitters prior to the year, that I promise you no one wants to win more than the coaches. So we're not ever sitting here going, if we hit JC seventh, he'll get one less at bat than JB. So let's do that today. Now, what we're trying to do is set our lineup up to help you win games. And I'm not a big moving around. That doesn't mean that's right. I've just always been a guy that I like guys to know that I'm usually going to hit in the second inning of that game. So mentally, I'm kind of getting in the dugout to get ready. Hey, I know I hit in the first inning. So I got to hustle off the field and get ready to hit in the top of the first or bottom of the first, whatever. So that's just how I was raised as a coach. And I just, and, and then Coach Tanner was so good at saying once the first pitch is thrown, you know, the leadoff guy may only lead off once. Right. You know, the four-hole hitter may lead off three times in the game. So let's stop putting labels, you know, on this and that. Let's just be who we are and let's go. So that's kind of always how I was raised. Again, that doesn't mean it's right. Surely doesn't mean it's wrong. We lost a lot with it too, and we changed as we went. But that was just how I was brought up to do. Kind of keep that part simple. And as a coach, when you write out the lineup, it was nice to just always bet a pencil in that leadoff or two hole or three hole or even really that seven, eight, nine hole to know mm -hmm. that, man, we're going to really like last weekend in Auburn, it seemed like the bottom of the lineup for Kentucky and the bottom of the lineup for Auburn. They seemed like they're on base all the time against us those last two weekends. So yep. you want to also find yourself not looking at the lineup as a pitcher going, Oh, well, this is the eight hole hitter coming up. So I can, you know, maybe catch my brother. No, not in this league. 
they're all nine legitimate dudes. Yeah, and owning owning it like you know, like Wingo did when he when he first got to Carolina, he owned it down there, and it yeah. all worked out. So the guys like Smoke, who was like, "No, I hit third. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where do you think you're going to be in the lineup? You've been struggling. Third? Oh, yeah. all right. Well, <laughs> then that's that. And that, that's dealing in a perfect world, by the way, too. When you get a bunch of guys banged up, you got to move things around to figure it out. We, we, we well, can I give you one story? Oh, yeah. All right. So it's odd you asked that question today. We go to lunch yesterday. Coach Tanner went with me, and, he's, and someone at this lunch asked about lineups. And if you've ever heard his stories, he always likes to – take a shot at someone. So he said, well, I didn't really coach very smart guys. So when they got used to hitting after each other, I didn't change a lot. As always telling me, he goes, but we go to Mississippi State one year, and Coach Cohen, who's now the AD at Auburn, is why this all started, he switched up his batting order in a game to kind of re-energize some guys, is what he told Coach before the game. But the hitters, in about the second or third time through, hit out of order. So Coach Tanner says it's a crucial point in the game, and he said, I'm staring at number six standing at the plate, and I keep looking at my lineup, and the, and I keep going, holy cow, they're batting out of order. He goes, I'm hoping the guy's going to hit into a double play so I don't even have to say anything. And it's like the seventh inning, but he hits a double. And the tying run scores from first. And when all the hoopla ends, he said, I walk to the plate, and I say to the plate umpire, they just hit out of order. And he said, and the plate umpire looked at me and said, no way they really just did this. And he said, yeah. And he said, I'm looking over, and Cohen's like kind of looking at me like, what's going on? They go tell him. That means the hitter's out. The runner's got to come back out of the dugout, go to first. He said it was an explosion. So his story to my donor yesterday was maybe I wasn't smart enough. Maybe my players were. He said, I just used to keep saying batting order all the time because I didn't want bat out of order. <laughs> and it's just funny you ask that question today after that. So maybe that was why. Maybe we just weren't very smart. Well, and we just maybe we bet in numerical order. What number was Smokey? Hell, maybe why he hit. He was twelve, so you wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so I don't know. We had some high numbers. <laughs> well, well, hey, during those years, and I, I could say this, and all these they, they would they wouldn't get mad at me because they're my they're my friends. But you know, when you had the middle of the order was smoke. Darnell, Disher, Drew Crisp. There wasn't a lot going on up there. You know, so you better keep them in order or they wouldn't know what the hell was going on uh when it when it came time to play in. I I uh what is the rule on that? I, I don't if you bat out of order, do do they, can they if you catch it during the at bat, can you switch it or is it as soon as yeah. the pitch is thrown okay well okay. he went on to say if i'd have went to the plate during it bat they could have just said oh wow we're out of order and that guy that jumped in and picked up the count okay that's, but that's since he let the play in you get the choice so if he'd hit into a double play could have just ran off the field and said hey no problem sort your batting order out and you're fine but since he got a hit you then it's like the balk rule you can let the play finish and then the opponent gets to choose, and he obviously chose, I don't want double in the tying run to score. I want you to call him out, put the runner back where he was. And uh, he said he just – he said to this day, he said, we'll be in a meeting, and John Cohen will try to make some great point, and he'll go, don't hit out of order here. And he said, Nick Cohen will just turn red to this day. <laughs> you know, because it was the only time in his career that they could ever remember it really happening, especially in the SEC game. 
So it, it was a cool story to hear him tell because that was probably about 08, 09 era when all that happened. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't do that tonight. That uh, that That's with what's been going on the last couple of games. They, let's just try to hit in order, guys, and yeah, yeah. do it the way you're supposed to do it. Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the uh, the hatless appearance on our program today and J.C.'s burn-up burn chicken will uh, – We'll get him a victory tonight, in addition maybe to the right arm of Eli Jones and a couple of long balls uh, and see if they can get off the good start. Absolutely. Coach, uh, thank you for the extended time once again. You you do this often for us and and, uh, or stay – well, you do it every week, but you stay longer than you you need to, and we we really do appreciate that. And and, uh, hopefully next week we're talking about some pretty good stuff with Tennessee coming to town on Thursday. Absolutely. Look forward to it and always enjoy it. Hey, happy Mother's Day to your mom and, and yep. your, your wife and, and all of the uh, moms in your life, man. Uh, give them a big hug for us. Same back to y'all. Thank you so much. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Coach Stuart Lake. Um, so we have, of course, screwed everything up here by blowing through the break. So I guess we'll double that up a little bit later on. Yeah, we we'll get- We'll get to it sometime. He's I mean, going to you know. be joining us in his truck anyways on, on video, but in his truck. So he's not going to be able to stick around for 30 or 45 minutes or anything ridiculous. So yeah, uh, just, going to have a dog with him? Because that'd be only fitting. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. What, <laughs> yeah, just, never just double up on the next break, Phil, once we yeah, get Patrick we'll, out. And then we'll have – because that should catch us up, right? Yeah, I can't, I yeah, keep I'm up not going to double good. up noon because don't, we don't double video. that. No, not noon, yeah, not yeah, now, after that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the next one following this one we're about to do. Yeah. yeah, all right. In radio, these conversations are had through an earpiece. That was going to say, yeah. And thanks for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to be ever notice how all of our interviews run long, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess we're they like us. We're fun guys. But, no, that's it. You know, it just turns into a conversation. The next thing you know, yeah, it's been 30 minutes. Be. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really good stuff there from Coach Lake as well. Like always, he's, he's a blast. When we return, the debut brand-new single, Six String Dreams of Patrick Davis. That will lead off hour number two and then he'll join us following that you haven't heard it you're gonna hear it and see it it's really good hang tight inside the game the show is teed up by travelingcountryclub.com the coolest club in the carolinas almost 45 golf courses you can play for almost nothing based on one low monthly fee it is awesome And I've got a tea time coming up here in a couple of weeks through TravelingCountryClub.com, and I absolutely cannot wait. Hang tight. PD, next. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001.
This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. <laughs> Hey Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show Garnet and Black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox! You heard Evan Stone Gamecock fans 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com
make it to a vein. Wants to only make it to the corner, playing in a cover band. A few who make a million dollars, but most just enough to eat. On those trips, strange dreams. Those trips. It's out today, Six String Dreams, the new single for Patrick Davis as part of Carolina When I Die, his newest album, forthcoming soon, hopefully sooner than later. You can head to patrickdavismusic.com. But that song came out at midnight last night. I downloaded it at 12.01. Wow. And you can all do that as well. And I'll tell you why, PD, because mm-hmm. I stayed up late. And watch the best movie I have seen in a long time. Shawshank Redemption? No. It just came out last night at 9 o'clock on Amazon Prime Air, the movie about Michael Jordan and Nike. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm doing Finished at 11.55, and I turned the TV off and rolled over, and I said, son of a – Patrick, I got it. Hold on. And I got it. Yeah. It's a jam. You hey, sound man. like a Swift, a Swifty there, JB. The Swifty yeah. stay up for Taylor's releases. More of a patty. Yeah, yeah, like a patty, like a Patty Murphy, like a Irish thing, yeah. Patty Murphy. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you, if, if your truck has a lamp and guitars in it, man, you're riding in style. What? Oh no! You said, I'm, you said you were going to be in the car or the truck. I thought I was going to be, but I actually, I, I, I took my, uh, we took my puppy to uh, PetSmart for a checkup. And then uh, I came up here, and I'm I'm upstairs where we have another road dog downstairs that is a lunatic. So if she gets up here, it'll be terrible. So I lock myself in the bedroom. Patrick, do you do you live near the Brentwood uh, PetSmart there, or Franklin Cool Springs <laughs> area? Yeah, because I used to take yeah. my dog. I used to take my dog there. So that's why when I lived in Nashville. So Uh-oh. that's uh, how I got into it. Work. I told him I said I know JC, and they were like, "Oh, we're, we'll take you now." <laughs> yeah, man, I was, right on I, that's a hot yeah. track, by the way. I mean, that, that I was yeah. like, "Where is Warren?" It sounds like Warren Haynes and Dickie Betts and Butch well, Trucks and J Mo and yeah, Greg on my Hammond B three. I mean, that yeah. that's that sounded great. It's literally, um, it is that level of musicians. I am um, I'm very lucky here in town. Um, the guys that I play with uh, on the road are wonderful, and my guys that I play in the studio with are some of the best musicians in the world. And I, and I don't—I'm not just saying that they actually are. The guitar player, me and Sadler Vaden, South Carolina boy, Sadler yeah. Vaden actually wrote that song together. And that uh, the solo is Sadler, and Sadler plays with Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, and he's—he's he's becoming a kind of a guitar god. And then uh, my buddy uh, Tom Bukovac, if you guys want to Google Tom Bukovac, I think Tom has like a hundred thousand followers on YouTube because he does a thing called homeschooling, which is him teaching you how to play, but he was the guitar player for like Joe Walsh 
and for he goes out with uh, Ann Wilson from Heart. I mean, like this dude is like he is just the man. My band is insane. Surround yourself with people better than you. You know, it's the Dabo Sweeney rule. You know, like it's that type of thing. You know, so <laughs> gotta get yeah, in a that's how I'm doing this. You know, Clemson jab instantly. Yeah, it's just like JB. It's like you know, surround yourself with people better than you. It's like are yeah. taller than you. Taller than you. Is taller. <laughs> that's <laughs> Come on, man! I've heard the I've heard the short jokes my whole life. Flint never did that. Yeah, yeah, he could aspire more. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, so uh, walk walk us. We'll, we'll get to the album and all that in just a minute, and future releases of singles. Walk us through that song. It's a it's a unique song. What do you what do you what are you telling us here? Well, it's just that uh, you know my dad, musician, lifelong music musician, and um, but you know he was. I, I live in Nashville. I've been very fortunate with what I get to do. And, and, you know, and I've, I've, I've played the Ryman. I've, I've done all these, these crazy shows. And my dad, he was a weekend warrior. That's what, you know, and he was amazing, but he just, you know, they played in smoky bars and roadside, you know, the, the shit you saw in like, uh, what is it? A uh, blues brothers, you know, with a chicken wire, like that's what they played, you know? And, and, but it's still the same dream. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less real and it doesn't make it any less important um it's just we all we all get to different levels um and a lot of that isn't just talent a lot of it's luck and and that's kind of what it's about is because I, I remember playing in five points i remember playing in the vista i remember playing in charleston you know when we were just doing cover gigs in a corner and that's where it starts and some folks do it for fun some folks do it for money and some of us make it to a bus and some of us are just in the corner playing in a cover gig and that and that's kind of what it is um we, I kind of wanted to tell that story because for me, I recognize how fortunate I am and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere close to where I would aspire to be, but like, I know how lucky I am to be 25 years or 20 plus years in Nashville. Um, and that's a dream. And, uh, but I also don't, uh, I, I will never, uh, belittle how awesome it is for the guy that's playing in the Irish pub in Columbia this weekend, because that's still part of the dream. And, uh, and we all, we all, we all live the same thing. So that's, that's kind of the idea. You, um, a couple of years ago, we were texting back and forth about something. I can't remember what venue it was. I asked you, are you going to play, you ever going to play here or something like that? And I remember you making the comment to me, that's not really my, my gig. But so like, as you have grown as a singer, songwriter, musician, artist, really, um, you have found what would you call it a niche, like where you fit and, and, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people. I, I think part of the, what you're trying to tell us in this story here is uh, there's a lot of people that actually never find that. Like they just continue to chase and chase and chase and chase, and at some point in time they can't chase anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's what the that's what the bridge is. The bridge is like I, we were. I was trying to be a little clever songwriter, but it's you know it's uh it's just th- <laughs> it's just three chords in the truth, but four out of five uh you know don't survive. That's the I that that's the truth. I mean, like in Nashville, I think. Um, you know, it used to be the numbers have grown a lot, but it's probably the same uh, percentage wise. It used to be like 100,000 people came here a year uh, to try to be songwriters or performers or guitar players or drummers. And um, and within six months, 90,000 of those people were gone. And within one year, 99,000 of those people were gone. And then within two years, like there was only like 50 to 100 of those 100,000 people still in Nashville because that's how difficult it is. So that's essentially kind of the the I guess the storyline with the song is that, you know, but it's still, it doesn't mean that they failed, you know, they can still go home and play 
can't you see by Marshall Tucker's three damn chords? You can play that all day, you know? So it's, 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 it doesn't mean that that's still just as important because that's still, that's music is one of those special things that um, it brings us all together. And, you know, it's like sports. I mean, I've told you this before. I, I, I think that music and sports are very similar because, you know, I mean, I know that JC loves Taylor Swift and, you know, and you love, uh, you know, you love, <laughs> you're a big, uh, you know, Backstreet Boys fan, whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and you know, yeah, not anymore. You know, not since Lachey left. No. Oh my God. Or was he know, insane? I don't. I don't know what that means, but it sounds right. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but you know, ninety-eight degrees. Ninety-eight degrees. Yeah. <laughs> all of all of those. All of Jeez, those. Bill. We just ran off. I ran everybody off the rails right there. I apologize. <laughs> it's, um, it's okay, man. <laughs> But what I, what I was trying to say was that sports and music, they kind of bring everybody together because everybody has different, you know, you have different teams, different things you like, but it still is that common denominator. And that's, uh, I guess that's kind of what I say when it comes to uh, Six String Dreams is uh, no matter what version of your dream it, you're living, it's uh, it's still important to the uh, overall uh, cause, I guess. That's going to be my uh, pre-Gamecock baseball on the porch music tonight, just in case anybody was wondering. It goes into, I've got a playlist in my phone. I do. PD called the greatest playlist ever created. Wow. I know. It's pretty unique. Um, and, That's uh, a pretty good name. And, and it's, it's just a mixture of all, like any, every once in a while I'll hear a song. The greatest song ever. It's such a yeah. mixture of the greatest song ever. Yeah, like yeah. I'll hear, yeah, exactly. You know, or people that I really like, you know. So it's pretty much Eric Church and Patrick Backstreet Davis. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no well i mean like you'll hear a song you know you haven't heard in a while from the supremes or something You're like oh, yeah, man, yeah this yeah. one's a jam and i just yeah. slide it in there so that's uh, that's already in there but well, um, george michael maybe hey. yeah hey george michael was a badass i'll give it to him he was he was i do uh, I, I was all about yeah and not just faith i mean father figures of jam uh he was an amazing singer one like more he, try i mean i think he did it. i think this is like way off on a tangent now but there's like i think uh maybe there's like a queen tribute or something like that and he sang i don't remember, it wasn't bohemian rap don't let, i think he, oh he no he's saying he's saying he's saying find yeah. somebody to love and he yeah, yeah. Like, you're like you're like wow that dude was like man he was more than just wham he really was, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. Wham is oh god. Yeah. Never got okay. anyway, All right. yeah. So hey, the the video, the music. I mean, you've done music videos before. Mm-hmm. What is it like to make a music video? And you were downtown Nashville. It looks like making that one. Yeah, you feel like an idiot. That's what it's like. Yeah, because you have to. Yeah, you want to know? It's like ask anybody. Ask anybody. They're lying if they tell you anything else. They're lying. Um, it just because you just got to walk around like, you know, with these people looking at you like, what is this dumbass doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's cameras and everything. So they they're like, oh, shit, is it Taylor Swift? And they're like, no, who the who is that? <laughs> so so it's like it's like, you know, they're like, oh, shit, we were at least hoping for like, I don't know, you know, somebody. Wham. We heard, you know, wham, maybe. But like, you know, uh, but yeah, so that's what it's like. I mean, but it's it is, but it, it is it's it's the world we live in now. As you guys know, I mean, this this yep. show is a prime example. It's it's so insane. It's um, you know, I I wrote songs forever, and that's kind of I mean, I still do, but I, I I that was kind of what was my bread and butter for for many many years. And then I I decided to um kind of start playing playing my doing my own thing. And now that I'm recognizing what you have to do just to get your songs out into the universe. I mean, it's not just your team and the amount of money it costs to do all that, or even just record it, which is so expensive and all that. It's like, there's now TikTok and there's Facebook and there's Instagram and there's YouTube and there's, you know, you got to do this YouTube short 
And there's a, there's a, it just, it is unbelievable. It used to just be that you made music, you put it out there and you hope that it found it because the avenues were kind of just, you know, it was radio or your local record store or these things. Now it's just constant. It's constant contact. you got to send your, you know, email list, all these things. And that's where, that's where it comes into uh, the videos are so important is because that is a medium that, um, you know, a lot of people just get, I, I'm always fascinated. I get my music personally from Spotify, but there's other people that get their music from Apple music. And then I'll find people that actually get their music from TikTok. I'm like, what? And then you're, and then you're like, hey, they get it from, yeah, they get it from YouTube. You know, they go to YouTube and that's how they get their music. So that's where putting a lyric video or anything up like that is so important because that just, it's just anything that can drive people to find your music. Cause there's so much, can I cuss on y'all's thing? I can't remember. I'm trying so hard not to. It's, it, it, it's the no, Spurrier rule. Just don't say the F word. Oh, and that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that like, hey, it's like a shoot a shit damn or hell's fine every now and then. Just don't say the F word, Patrick. You know, that actually, <laughs> that's my favorite word. So I'm not going to cuss because if I say, you say <laughs> yes, that, all I'm going to say is that. So, but it is, it's really, really difficult these days um, to get it out there because there is just so much white noise. There's so much out there. There's so many, like you guys know, there's so many sports, but everybody, in their basement can, can oh, be God. like, I got a podcast. I'm talking about Gamecock baseball or whatever, or Patrick Davis's new album. And that's great. That's wonderful. But it's just, it's hard for those of us that are trying to do something that actually should be up a little higher on the food chain or hopefully a lot of higher on the food chain. It's hard to, hard to get people to get through that noise. So that's what is, um, I think that's why the videos are, are happening. And, and that's why I'm willing to feel like an idiot walking through the middle of Nashville with a guitar case in the middle of the night with a bunch of drunk debutantes or whatever, our bachelorette parties going like, what are you, are you famous? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Will you well, sing for me? Oh my gosh. Will you sing? Oh my gosh. Like, do you know Morgan Wallen? Do you know who that is? Well, you wrote a song for Morgan Wallen. I mean, or that yeah, a song yeah. that he that I, that's why I say I'm like I'm like I don't know maybe I, I yeah I'll tell him what, what do you need me to do you gonna buy some you gonna buy some merch you buy some merch I'll, I'll tell you I know buy some merch well that's I'm glad you touched on right? that Patrick because I was gonna say I mean it's incredibly hard business to be in anyway but yeah the new dimensions that you have to enter into now yeah. every I nice. mean just to because now you just get lumped in I guess you know kind of like a content like every other content creator right 100%. so it was like I that's mean a, and I hate that where like content creation yeah. that's like what are you talking like and they even, they even look at your they look at our music like that like this yep. song is literally just content and I told Jamie this like I said hey look I'm gonna send you the link for this that, that essentially is like a LinkedIn type, a link tree or whatever where it shows you all the different places you can get it and I go and that's so that everybody that has their different Pandora or whatever can, can get on it. I go, but here's the deal. You have to stream it. Like the only thing that matters in our world is if it gets streamed like a lot and you can't just put it on repeat. Like, it, you know, it used to be, they kind of figured this out. You would have your friends, you'd be like, Hey, just put it on repeat for the next week, you know, and, and put it on mute. Just don't even pay attention to that old computer, the porn computer, just put it on there. You know, like, so it's just like, <laughs> that's funny uh, but anyway, um you know you just put it on there and and do that well now they recognize that 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 happens so now the only way but the only way that we win is if streams happen so you have to tell your buddies that are willing to do it you go hey listen listen to it five or six times go go away come back two hours later do it again you know put it on mute just don't do it repeatedly or it'll flag it and then it won't count those streams but that's the only way that we get and, and the labels every one of the labels that's what they do they have a whole they're everybody in their office today whatever's the new release if there's a hundred people at sony 
they're all listening to that release just constantly on all of the, they'll have their computer on YouTube, Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon, you know, uh, Spotify, every one of them will be playing that because that's what, that's how the algorithms work. They're just, they just want to think, show that you actually, somebody cares. So what I'm saying is I need the three of you guys to listen to Six Strange Dreams about 300 times. I need you got to stop listening to 98 Degrees. You got to stop listening to, I need it over there. Look at that right there. On every device. That's just one device, JC. I need everyone. You call your, your kids, your parents, your grandparents. I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm kind of. I got the fiance on it. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> I've got mine. Don't worry. No, yeah, I know, I but it's say, yeah, don't, I was listening to it, it on the back porch, and I know my wife will start too. Because but in that cra- in that song, man, in that crazy awesome. though, in that crazy to go that that's what we have to do to do. I mean, it's just a. Ugh. But anyway, yeah. So that's where we live in. So I'm trying to follow the Taylor Swift rule of uh, trying to get a lot of 12, 13 year old girls in middle school to really like Six String Dreams. I feel like this is the type of song they're really going to get behind. You should really call it to them. Yeah. Yeah. If I say John Mayer, I, I should put special guests featuring John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, and I don't even know who else. Oh, God. And, and then, oh. then it might work. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because the only other song I downloaded this morning was that new Ed Sheeran song, Life Goes On, that's got Luke Combs in it. That's a, that's oh. a, that's All a right. good That's cool. They did I believe a, they did a nice, nice that's good. That. Yeah, yeah, I haven't no. listened to it like I've listened to it, but just once. Yeah, you better not listen. You listen to it once, and then you go back to mine. Well, I don't, I don't I'm owe kidding. anything to Ed. But you know what's funny is a guy that used to. W- w- I mean, we all remember the days of being Gamecocks. I'm this. I cannot. This is no exaggeration. I cannot say this any clearer. The guy that used to literally sleep on our couch from what he called God's country, Abbeville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We thought, this guy, if he's alive when college is over, if, yeah, he ain't going to be for long. You know, it's just not going to work out for him. I mean, he's okay. just every day, he's, he's, he's just a disaster. Mm. He's Luke Combs' caretaker, and he's clean as a whistle. No <laughs> alcohol, nothing. And he lives Who on his it? property and takes care of it. I don't want to say Who name. is it? Oh, all right. Well, I might know him. He's from Abbey. He lives on he lives on he lives on Luke's property up in the mountains. He lives on his property. He's his caretaker. Yeah. All right. Well I'm good. like, how did this, we all wait? What did I hey. do wrong? <laughs> he doesn't pay yeah. for anything. He's just that could be there. your job. You could be Luke Holmes' caretaker. Nah, you could come you to just, Nashville. You could be my caretaker. I'd put you downstairs. <laughs> like you could just hang out with the, pups, with the pups. You could bring <laughs> yeah. the, you could you could have the family come up and stay every now and then and walk your dogs every I three think hours? you walk yeah. a dog three hours and download my songs every every hour or two. <laughs> With my, I have eighteen phones, you know. You're one one my, a really funny story. We'll do this to musicians. We'll do this on the road just to just to mess with each other. I um, I was on the road with the. Uh, I was out with uh, Lady Annabella. And I was writing or Lady A. I was writing songs with them. This is years and years ago. But uh, one of the guys made the mistake of leaving their uh, their like iTunes open. This is back in the iTunes days. And uh, so what I did was I went and downloaded every song. I made them pay for it because you know I could just do it. I downloaded every song I'd written and then, like every album that I'd ever done. He had to buy them all. And he came back and he was like, and still to this day, I saw him like like about two or three weeks ago. I went to a show in Charlotte and saw this this fella. And he goes, he goes, I still got all your songs on my Apple Music. <laughs> 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 like, you cost me two hundred dollars, bro. I was like, I know. I love you. Uh, Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. So the the rest. 
the rest of the album, uh, PD, do you have a date that you'll release the album? Uh, I know yeah, you're every- going to be releasing singles and then. Yeah, the yeah. Album, but- I think that every, I'm, the way it works, once again, inside music business stuff is um, let's say that you have 12 songs on your album. Um, the way that the uh, Spotify's and Apple Music and folks like that uh, treat albums is the minute those that album is released, it is essentially dead to them. They don't really promote it after that. They they want you to be working on the next album. So you ha- that's why the singles thing has happened, where everybody releases singles all the time. So it does you no know, really no good unless you are like you know if you're Beyonce or, or you're John Mayer, one of those giant acts. Well, you of course, who cares what Ed Sheeran? Who cares how they release it because it's going to be you know billions of people going to listen to it. Um, if you're like myself who's a little bit in niche or whatever like you're gonna you got to do the single releases so if you have 12 songs in the album you can actually release six singles and then one single the day you release your album so i'm gonna have probably 12 or 13 songs on the album so my my plan is for the next basically for the rest of the year is to release a single every month six weeks somewhere in that neighborhood and then the album is actually going to be released probably it looks like february of 24 just the way that it's, it's just the nature of the way like the next song um is coming out in uh, like I think maybe the end of June, beginning of July, and then uh, Carolina when I die. All those songs will be coming out this year, but um, the album won't be until the beginning of next year. You 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 know that the Carolina when I die. No disrespect to Six String Dreams or any other song that's on your album because I've heard I, a lot of them. I don't yeah. know if I, about the other ones, but um, if you come you and be my re- caretaker, I'll play it all for you. You really. <laughs> Well, I've seen you play this song a lot. Okay. Uh, you you realize that that song is going to, it's going to grab a lot of people. Yeah, it does when you play it. Person, you see yeah, yeah. it from the stage. No, I, I know when you never heard it. Yeah, when you release when you release these, um, you kind of have a understanding. Um, you know which tracks are going to be like you know Six String Dreams. It's like I love it, like JC talked about. I love it because my dad was an old guitar slinger, and I love the story behind it. And it, it's a, I'm a songwriter. It's very you know it's. A, pretty well-written story song. It, it fits into the mold of what I, I love. So I wanted that to be the first song because it kind of sets up like, hey, this is what Patrick kind of sounds like. This is this is the story. Like, this is the songwriting. I want I want it to be like front and center. Like, this mother, you know, is a is a badass songwriter. That's what I want people to know. That's that because that's what I that's what I love. I, I don't want it to be like just fodder for the normal stuff. So but not every song is necessarily going to grab people like Carolina when I, I know Carolina when I die is going to be a song that people are going to like it'll be played oh. at weddings at funerals it'll be played I know this I know I know what it means so um that's got to be done but that'll be in the fall because that's a hey the other thing I think about it's a fall song like think about how it makes you feel it makes you feel a certain way that's why like there's certain songs that you know they always talk about your summer jam or whatever like you want something to up tempo and then you want so certain things kind of have a mood that goes with them so so Carolina when I die will be a during football season, hopefully, while we're playing pretty well, I don't want can't be on like a three game losing streak when I release it. That'll be really shit. <laughs> maybe maybe get it out before. The I'm, talk, I'm, so talk, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking to Shane about it. I'm like, listen, man, which games are you feeling best about here? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I don't know. If the baseball team sweeps Arkansas, then you may want to release it on Monday. That. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, I made a mistake of starting to pay attention to the baseball team recently, and I was like, I should not have paid attention. That's it's been bad. Oh, it's been bad. so you're I, in I the Stuart Lake J. C. Sherbert group, y'all are taking the blame on yourselves for the slump, huh? I, I talked. I, I talked. Yeah, I talked to a buddy around the other day. He said the same thing. He's like, "I'm down." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Starting to believe in the baseball team." And he's like, "Now nah, I'm down." Injuries, <laughs> you know? injuries, In- injuries, man. That's bad. That's it bad. happens. You know? They're going to ten talk- run rule tonight. Really? Wow. Is Arkansas know. good? I've been drinking. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. remember. They're what in first place. <laughs> they're oh, really they're good. first place. And, 
And it's out there. It's out there at Arkansas. Oh, it's in so, Arkansas? Oh, my. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so, are you well, playing tonight? Like, what, what are you doing tonight? No, I actually, God bless America. I, I have uh, I have the next uh, few days free. Um, next week, I play I play in uh, where I got married. I play up at the Macklemore in uh, Rising oh, Fawn in Georgia. And then I'm playing at the Visual Light Theater in Charlotte next uh, next um, next Friday night, which is a, a lot of fun. That's always that's with my Midnight Choir, the big band. And uh, yeah, I got shows throughout the. I think I'm playing Cashiers, North Carolina. Cashiers, Cashiers, Cashiers. I don't know. I don't know where the Cashiers May, live. I don't know. May twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. So and then uh and then a lot of shows coming up for the. Uh, I got my SIP events. I got SIP Hillsburg and yeah. I was actually I'm wearing a Baylor hat. Do you see this hat? Can y'all see it? Yeah, that's for yeah. Kimry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, I, you were saying I, you just hung out with him, right? Yeah, I played this? a chair. I played a charity gig. Um. For the Baylor School, uh, he he got me into uh, Chris Angel and Peggy Angel, who used to be the headmasters at Hammond in Columbia. They are now the headmasters at mm-hmm. uh, or at Baylor. And so I, I, they asked me if I'd do a charity event. So me and my wife Lauren and Christian Bush from Sugarland went and did a show the other night. Uh, there, I'd never been there. It's beautiful, you know, quick quick little drive up two hours from here. And Kimry got up. And uh, I told him, I was like, you going to play guitar tonight? And he got up and he played on Where I'm From. He played three chords and he rocked the house. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know he nice. could play guitar. Ah, I mean, you know, he yeah. can a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he was, oh, he, was so ner- he was so nervous. He was so nervous. But he did great. He did great. I was like, oh, you got to play GCD, man. Very yeah. easy. I'll make it so easy for you. And he was like, all right, all right. And I waited to the last song, got him good and like loop, like he was pretty lubed up. You know what I'm saying? And he was feeling <laughs> no pain. And he was like, I got this. And he got it. <laughs> I could do I could do GCD open chords. GCD slide that yeah, capo down right, to like two or three. I can just do uh, I, can, I can do that. The song was an A, so I had to put the capo on G, on the second fret so we could play GCD. And I was like, you're only gonna play the very end. It's just G C and D over and over again. He still got a little carried away there in a couple parts, but overall, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he had a few he had a few fade in the corner fourth and twenty eight mo- mo- moments, you know, whatever it was, yeah. like, you know, like he didn't love that guy. Just, just toss it out there and see what happens. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I would I would encourage anybody. Uh, so. <laughs> We, we've hit on a lot of this because um, Patrick has so so much going. I don't think I actually know anybody that has more stuff going on than you do nonstop. Um, he mentioned the Macklemore Club, which if anybody is going to be anywhere near Chattanooga, which is where Rising Fawn basically is 45 minutes, um, coming up next week, you can get tickets at patrickdavismusic.com. You did mention Charlotte. You did mention cashiers. But then after that, um, you've got, you, you you always have your your sip, you know songwriters in paradise. I know you were just out in uh, Napa, Napa, and you've got what Haroldsburg coming up. No, uh, it's H- Hillsburg, as I say. It's in Hills- Sonoma. Hillsburg. It's Hill- Hillsburg. It's like a, it's like Mayberry in wine country, like rich Mayberry. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's awesome though. It's uh, and that's cool. in July. It's beautiful. It's and then I do sip Cabo, which is uh, in uh, right after Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, it's it's um these things are getting kind of crazy. I have a whole team of people now that work on that. That was just that was literally just an excuse for me and my buddies to go that write songs and play music to go get together for a week and get drunk. And now it's turned into a business. So uh, I don't know how that happened, but uh, you know, it's kind of like y'all's show. It was just an excuse to talk about sports and get drunk. And now look at look at you now. I know <laughs> Phil sober as a bird because we we yeah, got big. Look, look at um, Phil down there. Phil's got. He's like he's like yeah. This is this is just coffee. Totally classic. Coffee classic here. Phil. We coffee. call him classic Phil. Um, and and it, so people actually can can get tickets to that. And if if you're ever looking for maybe a, a 
unique vacation. Check th- those things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And, those things then, are incredible. They're they're small. They're only 150, 200 people. So if you like like a vacation with you and your lady and kind of like a special kind of thing, they're not they're uh, they're pretty awesome. So, but anyway, and then what, Jamie? And and then um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, now anytime somebody's in Nashville, your bar. Yeah, I got two bars now. Got two oh, you bars do? in Nashville. Yeah, we just said we're open up. We got to open up another one called Reunion over in East Nashville, and then the old bars never, never. Uh, yeah. Reunion is pretty awesome because we have an Airbnb uh, hotel, like a like a boutique hotel connected to it. So uh, if you come in Nashville, you don't have to stay with me, Jamie. You can stay in our Airbnb. Yeah, pay for it, but you can stay in the Airbnb hotel. I you don't want to stay there. I need a no. caretaker. I need a caretaker. Haney offered me a spot that he said I could crash at his house. Haney doesn't even have a ex- I've been in Haney's house. His extra bedroom is a bunch of boxes. You'll be sleeping on a bunch of boxes. That's what you're gonna be doing. Yeah. Yeah, he's a single dude living in Nashville. What do you think his second bedroom looks like? What do you think it looks like? I don't think you want to know what his, I don't think you want to know what his regular bedroom looks like. I like no, I have no interest in no, that's all right. You and Haney might I be just, sleeping in the same bed. That would be so cute. You'd be like well, oh, the radio, yeah. You guys know Michael Haney, right? Everybody knows Michael Haney. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well we awesome. we did ask him if he if he thought you know, with the release of um of uh Born to Crow. Born to Crow, we, we we asked him, you know, do you think that you're now the official voice of Gamecock Athletics? Like, have you superseded Patrick? You know, you're you're the man now. Look, and he was he he wouldn't answer it. Yeah, he was like he was like he was like, well, I was like, that's fine. He can have it. He can have it. I mean, like, I'll still be the big old cock guy, and that's not a bad thing to be. Let's be honest. Okay? <laughs> no, it's not. I take that title over care- <laughs> worst terms. I yeah, said that can- at Kimry at Kimry's event the other night. I go, I just did it just for the Gamecocks, and I was like, I was like, hey, my name's Patrick. I was like, some people know me as the big old cock guy, and I just left it out there. <laughs> And, and they were just like, we saw these, these these rich people that have done this crazy thing, this show, we're like looking like they're like, this is a charity. What do you say? I must have heard him wrong. <laughs> Cockadoodle-doo, people. <laughs> Big old cock guy. Oh, yeah, that is him, Mom. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I hope they didn't go on oh, Google. I just I hope they didn't go on Google. No, don't, yeah, no. don't, don't do that. Don't, oh, yeah. Don't Haven't you do done that, that J.C.? Yo, I Googled Big Spur one time and uh, oh, yeah. how'd that work out? A couple a couple of pages down, you know, after we after we named the website. And that's why we have the the on it, the Big Spur. So. You need to turn yeah. on your uh safe search. Uh so let's just say there's a dude that just yeah. wore spurs and sort of uh I'm pretty sure you know, made some movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was Haney. So. Yeah. It was Haney. That's that's Haney. It was Haney. <laughs> That's Haney's second bedroom. That's what he uses. That's that's (laughs) Big spur room. Why do you have boxes and one long mirror in here? I don't get it. Oh, uh, Nashville's a tough town. You got to open an OnlyFans, man. You got to have a studio for that now. That'd be Haney joining JC's OnlyFans page, Phil. Oh, my dear God. I keep wondering who's going to be the big spoon in the scenario where you spend the night. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. I'll I'll stay at the air. Airbnb. I really enjoyed this conversation, though, guys. This is a lot of you, fun. This is yeah. fun. You're, yeah. you're probably like, I got a, a. By the way, I've got a new single out today for anybody interested. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dreams it has nothing to do with Cox. Right. And, no, no. Well, hey, look. PatrickDavisMusic.com uh, will lead you anywhere you want to go. Um, by the way, for anybody that uh, obviously knows PD as as uh, the music that he puts out himself, um, he has been writing songs for a long, long time. A lot of them, which you have in your phones, are probably on some CDs. 
uh, if you still have such a thing, click CD. on the songwriting credits and you'll find yeah. that. Yeah, there's a lot of those on there. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I do that sometimes still. It's a pretty fun gig. What's that? I said writing songs for people is a fun gig. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You you know, I have one of your CDs still in my truck. It's been in there for three years. Never pulled it out. Every once in a while, I just click like media to go to the next thing, and it always starts playing. What so, CD is it? It's, um, it is. Yeah, yeah. What no, was the last one? I can't remember the name of it. What's the last one you gave me? Uh, I don't know. Probably, oh, probably, might be couch covers. That's, I think I had couch some. covers. Yeah. Couch what's covers. funny about CDs is that like the uh, you know, they used to be like the thing, and now like you 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 buy a thousand of them, they're like four dollars. It used to be a thousand of them were four thousand dollars. Now they're like, listen, we'll give you the CDs. Like, will you just take them? Like, we have a warehouse full of them. We'll make them no. for free. It, it's it's uh, where it's where does it go? That's what it is. Oh, that one. Yeah, I made CDs in too. I will not be making uh, any more did. CDs. No yeah. more CDs. Yeah, we don't know. I think those days are over. That yeah. was like 2017, 18? Yeah, 18, somewhere in there. Yeah. And you, it was came to like, ES- yeah. you came to ESPN and sat in the studio with me. And yeah. They make great coasters. That's the thing I like about them. Well, it's, I still listen to it. So Yeah, yeah. Because story. it's probably stuck in your like, – if you still have a CD player in your car, it's probably stuck in your CD player. Like, you probably can't get it. The button probably broke, and you're like, son of a bitch, I wanted 98 degrees in here. <laughs> But instead, I'm stuck with Patrick Davis. This is somebody shove, shove. It's, it's probably shove, the other shove. way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 96. And, and they probably lying. He probably does have six. 98 degrees. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, six minute abs. And, and it's a mix. And it's a mixtape CD of all of his favorite boy bands. Dude, That's what I used to like crush the mix CDs bad. back in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. I was the mix CD guy. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. All that right, was, we're gonna yeah, the first iteration of the best playlist ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that CD stuck in there. <laughs> Dude, I remember in high school, man, he used to make CDs for all the girls and oh, stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, you were, you were. I could see you trying to slide. You're sly. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're like oh, listen, we're just friends. I just think this is what I think. This is what I think about when I think about you, Cindy. You know yeah. what I'm saying, girl? Yeah. <laughs> At that point in time, all the songs that were on there were like Kenny Chesney, basically all of them. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> It were, yeah, basically. Every one of them. I got a little back. Yeah, you know, every he's, every girl got it. You know? He's kind of a boy band. I mean, let's be honest. So there you go. Yeah. He, it all worked out for him. I think he bought the Bahamas, so. Yeah. He did. Whatever that, whatever, whatever that means. He, ah, bought he, bought, he bought an island down there. I know that. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. He bought the Bahamas. He probably could afford it. The Chesneys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, guys. I really Man. love you all. Thank yeah. you for today. Hey, it was amazing. Yes. Uh, on this weekend, I I know you've probably already figured out something special to do for her, knowing you. But your your mom is so sweet. Happy Mother's Day to your mom. Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, my mom is. You're awesome, dude. She best. is so sweet. She's the best. So. She's actually my, she's typical mom though. She's like, well, are you? What are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I don't know, mom. Probably staying in Nashville because I got a weekend off. She's like, well, you know, we're gonna have folks over to the house and have food. Oh. And I'm like, mom, you know, you live eight hours from me. You know that, right? <laughs> you, know that, right? <laughs> you can come to my house if you want to, but I'm home for a weekend, so I will call you. We will Facetime. Well, enjoy that and and give your mom our best. Happy Mother's Day to her and Megan, your sister, as well. Everybody. All right, buddy. Hey, man. That's off. Congratulations, Killer. We'll keep we'll keep playing it. Thanks, guys. All right, go Cox. Bye, y'all. There you go, Patrick Davis. Uh, We'll have him back between now and football season to give us his prediction. By the way, for anybody, I'll spoil it for you. 
Uh, we've done this. I've done this with him for since 2014. Every single year, he predicts the Gamecocks to go 12 and out. Uh, so more than likely, he'll do that again in August. All right, so, uh, let's let's yeah. take that break here, and uh, when we return, we'll begin to wind things down on Inside the Gamecocks. The show. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good Southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options, and go Cox. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. The show. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271. Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. 
and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Cole Messina from the Yardcocks. Electric Bikes of Charleston powers inside the Gamecocks, the show. Be sure to check them out online or in Mount Pleasant. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, on how to set up a no-obligation consultation to potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat this summer. I guess I should cut my mic on. That'd probably be a good thing. Uh, there's behind me, there, happy Mother's Day to hey. the mom of my children. There's Carrie. So, figured I'd give... Some type of shout out to the women in our lives on uh, this mm-hmm. wonderful Mother's Day weekend. And Carrie, Happy Mother's Day to me. Mom. Yes, okay. got to see her in action. Uh, Matter of fact, that, Charleston. that photo is from Patrick's wedding night, as a matter oh. of fact. Yeah. As you can see, he, he was just describing of... the Macklemore Club behind his unbelievable. You look dapper there, man. Looks nice. Well, you know, they. I, uh, People Magazine took a bunch of photos while we were there. <laughs> I, due to uh, some restrictions in my NIL paperwork, I could not allow them to use that. They did use Patrick and Lawrence in their uh, column, but it's okay. Next time. Well, next time. That, next definitely. time. Yeah, always, always great conversation with Patrick. I, I enjoy I that. I can, mm-hmm. I can unplug my brain from sports exactly. for a little bit. And yeah, I know. Some, some, some people music. probably are like, where's all the Gamecock stuff? I'm here for the Gamecocks. Well, he's a Gamecock, and uh, he's one of the Gamecocks that's made it cool to be a Gamecock. And so we'll uh, – fussing around with PD is so much fun. By the way, hats off to RLE on the Boner Jams 05. That was Flint, Michael Flint's go-to. He he still to this day, that's that's one of our running jokes in our little circle about Butter Jam's 05 on the uh, CD mixes. So, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. Big fan. I knew exactly what you were talking about for those that didn't. I got you. I got your back, RLE. He's the man. You're all the man. We're the men. You're the man, Phil. That's all right. I mean, yeah, I'm old. I'm 
old enough, I still call it a mixtape. So, <laughs> um, man, I was the master. Me, me and my buddy, me and my buddy had a mixtape battle one time. Ooh, uh, somehow we ended up. Somehow we ended up kind of chasing after the same girl. I don't really. I ended up taking her to prom though. So I guess uh, victorious. But it, it was the nineties. So there's a lot of. A lot of sad songs, a lot of sad songs, <laughs> you know, on those mixtapes and, uh, well, you know, 80s and 90s ballads, you know, they, they, Miss, they do turn them on, turn them on, Phil, turn on those sad songs. Miss Davis, <laughs> you get a prom with me. I would have taken Miss Davis to prom just as an FYI. Varsity Blues. Yeah. Are y'all alive? What what happened to you two? Yo, I just you, uh, you don't know any, you don't know anything about Boater Jam. Oh, this thing ten, freaking ten. Yeah, know, I know. all I remember from that movie is I don't want your life. <laughs> That's all you remember? I can John, I, remember, I remember the whipped cream. Uh, We're just two. kids. Well, nobody forgets that. Just little kids. You know, yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it on JC and Morgan the other week, uh, uh, pretty it's, extensively. About Billy is, Bob and his tragic death, and yeah, that's that's just sucks, man. Well, is, I'm sitting there what, trying to think about too what CD is stuck in my car because there is a CD in my player, and it's been in there oh I don't know for months. And so is that why you just came up with 98 degrees to redirect? No, no, uh-uh, no. I mean, I know who Nick Lachey is just because my wife is a you know a huge so he was music a trivia nut. Yeah. And, which yeah, which I one was have he? To know that. Which one? He was, was he 98 in? degrees. Yeah. Oh, who was in sync? Somebody big was in in sync. Justin Timberlake. 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 That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always forget that. Who who I actually, I actually admire him. I think he's. I like Timberlake. I think think he's got talent. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a Michael Jackson esque performer, and then he's a hell of an actor. Really good actor. You know, I I think Timberlake's pretty, pretty. Of all those people, dude, Timberlake's the man. He's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad the boy band era is behind all of us. Yeah, a um, little too. bit started. It, it was like new kids on the block were resurrected there yeah. for a while. Right. Now, as long as we can away. keep Rascal Flats broken up, all will be, be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, 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 money on it, I think it's Meatloaf's "Bad Out of Hell" in my player. <laughs> That's a good album. That, damn right, it's a good album. That's epic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, you, it, what, if you have to have one stuck, fit, right? I mean, that has to. I mean, you can't get any better than that, uh, as far as that that situation goes. I was thinking the other day. I think Eric, you, you, we've talked about the Eric Church story about how Taylor Swift ended up. Uh, hey, so, who's Let's Go? Get out! Or wait a minute, hold on. No, no, maybe they. That's seventy six. Don't click on that. Didn't 76 say he was getting out of here for a while? Y'all won't click that, but I'm going to. 76 said, I'm taking a break, but I'm going to spam these motherfuckers. (laughs) Did I spam them? Well, remember the Eric Church say Rascal Flatts kicked him off the tour and then Taylor Swift. Wasn't that true? Yeah. Uh, Oh, wait. wait. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, I bet a lot of boot left to fill was written about Rascal Flatts. And that's one of my favorite Eric Church songs. In fact, I'll it was see the Eric this, next month, and I'll ask him for you. It was this. It was the intro to this podcast for a long time. I mean, so I, I, uh, I kind Eric of Church started is, putting two together. He's, we're going. We, we, yeah, I got we, number twenty five coming up. Twenty fifth anniversary. We're renting the van. 
okay, with the ladies that we do trivia with every Tuesday night at the bar. Middle-aged <laughs> Chicago women. Yeah, trivia. One of them looks like Barbara Streisand. I call her Barbara. I don't know her real name. I think it's Tony with an I, like Tony Basil. Mickey, remember that? Anyway, uh, so we're, we're in a van and rolling over to the bar next to the amphitheater where we're pre-gaming. And so these ladies don't want any part of lawn seats. Okay, so it's, it's really what? tricky. Oh my well, goodness! Well, 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 well yeah. you don't you don't sit at an Eric Church show anyway. It doesn't matter where you are. You're standing. Yeah. Well, it was a uh, you know yeah, it, it's chest. a lot like the Charlotte. It's it's it's, it's, it's really like in my part of Chicago. It's two town two villages over. So it's I mean it's just right there. You know, it's Tinley Park and uh, it's it's an amphitheater a lot like the one in Charlotte. And uh, you know, so I'm like long seats, woo! But I realized looking at the rules there, you can't bring a cooler for the lawn. So that sucks. Uh, yeah. So you're going to be sitting there anyway. Uh, so we've got regular seats, but we we're going to rent it. You know, eight eight to ten person limo service, and I get to go with all these ladies and Nat. So it'll be cool. I'll be probably the only guy. Well, you got to whatever you do. You just you got to bring the heat. I punched a guy in the back of the head in Greenville one time. I didn't mean to, and my wife said, "You just hit that guy in the back of his head." I said, "We should have been standing there." <laughs> <laughs> we're in the pit you idiot and now is not the time for movie quotes i said it's always a good time for movie quotes carrie i've had enough wow. of you it was me and harley lale y'all remember harley right oh yeah yeah okay. me and Har- me, me and harley we he hit me and i hit that guy i didn't mean to anyways it all worked out just the way things go it's all well right. i mean you know look you gotta you know it's when you're in the pit at a chief concert like you there's an area everybody gets an area you step in the area, you get punched in the head. I mean, it's, it's right. violated my like, area. It's like being on an airplane, you know, uh, middle seat gets the arm rest and a little bit of leg room. Yeah. But we live in a society, people. <laughs> that's right. If that's you're a, interested, a, the Jonas Brothers are actually coming to Wrigley Field. I just got an t- uh, email from the Cubs about it. So uh, how about tickets are on sale today? How about new? <laughs> right. Number one fan. If, if I didn't go see Guns N' Roses and Smashing Pumpkins at Wrigley Field, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you they were t- they were together. Smashing Pumpkins Whoa. is a Chicago band, and so they jumped on the tour with GNR for like, Milwaukee, Chicago, and St. Louis, hmm. and uh, that would have been. Um, I mean, oh yeah. You know, I think, we were out of town. I think we're on vacation or something. I think we had a beach trip or something during the time. So, anyway, do we have? I guess are we just going to blow through the other break? I mean, I guess so. just blow it off. Just yeah. blow it off. Uh, just it's make, fine. We'll make, make it up, up to you. We'll make it up. We love you guys. Our <laughs> we had a celebrity on today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, we'll we'll make it up next. We week. had two celebrities on today. We just had had to bump you. But yeah, these seventy six man. It's Friday. Man, just chill out. It's all good. The chat box gets a little iffy when we have guests, heavy guests, and you know we, we just had the opportunity to get Patrick on today and and uh, Stuart Lake and you know it would have been what if, what if we'd have had Patrick Stewart too? Stuart Patrick Lake, Stewart. Patrick Davis, and Patrick Stewart, <laughs> Stewart. John um, Luke Ricard. By the way. Uh, Quick, quick little nugget, weekend nugget here in addition to your baseball and hopefully extended softball viewing if you'll be doing so. Um, your, your man, Alex Jones, with the Big Spur did write a column on this. I'm glad he did. Tomorrow is the 2023 XFL uh, championship. DJ Swearinger is going to be playing in the game. 
so uh, kickoff good. is at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock tomorrow DJ. night for anybody that wants to watch DJ Swearinger uh, playing the XFL Championship. He should be. He hate me. He should have. Yeah, he hate me. Actually, yeah. was not that physical of a player. No, uh, I do is. think that uh, DJ would be a great. He hate me. Yeah, you know that was good. Well, I need to get a he hate me jersey. Well, if you do, they'll misspell he. Check hate. the yeah. H a i t. He hate me. He hat me. or he ate me either one he ate me that's that's even better he ate me (laughs) speaking of whipped cream Mm. yeah yeah right anyway i I wonder if swearinger is is can parlay his uh you know reef defender season here with uh actually getting that last year in the NFL so he can get all of his full benefits. I don't know. I, I probably mm. not. Probably not either. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, but yeah, I he would receive his li- a lifetime pension, but yeah, yeah, more than likely that won't won't happen, but nonetheless, he's done a uh, pretty good job for himself over the years and oh, yeah. uh, There's my final goodbye to everybody on Mother's Day weekend. That's my mom one of my kids when she was just a little girl but happy mother's day to my mom as well who's a wonderful wonderful woman and uh jc happy there mother's day to your mom and phil happy mother's yep. day to your mom and and nat and nat and my and grandmother everybody. doris and yeah. nat's mother vara it's her world everybody's just living in it it's gonna rain all weekend so i'm probably gonna have to cut her grass again this week but i don't yeah. Pork toast out of it, which is good, delicious. It's trying. Um, yeah, yeah I know. Just, uh, <laughs> shout out to all the moms. I tell you this, my, my mother been with me every step of the way through my entire career. No matter what's happened to me, she's always been there. I'm her oldest um, of four. I don't know. I mean, God bless her. Actually, it's seven, eight now, because my stepfather had three boys, and now she's got a little girl that she's raising. But uh, she's a saint, and uh, I just. Uh, you know, heck, I, I may not have had the best job, may not have had always the best friends, although I do think I have really good friends, may not have had uh, other parts of my family situation that were great, but I do have a wonderful mother, and uh, I, I think that's a blessing. Well, hopefully she enjoys this uh, wonderful, wonderful weekend, and all of you uh, who have been with us today and are with yeah. us every day, happy Mother's Day weekend to your your mothers and your brides, do your daughters, uh, your moms, grandmothers, everybody. Have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. Hopefully, Gamecock baseball and Gamecock softball can bring some good mojo uh, into Gamecock country this weekend as they are both and both will be playing today. It would be neat to see the Palmetto State take over over there, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, thanks to Patrick Davis and Stuart Lake, two exceptional human beings and wonderful guests for joining us uh, today on our program. If you happen to miss any part of that, go back and check it out. Real quick, for anybody that's still listening, and we know a lot of you are, a little programming note, next week's guest uh, in the in our um, brand-new series, the Born to Crow series with Michael Haney, none other than Landon Powell, who will be looking to lead North Greenville to their second consecutive 
Division II National Championship. Gamecock fans know him for his time with Gamecock Baseball, and uh, he is very excited to join us next week. We're going to pin down that day and time, but look forward to that, uh, and hopefully it's some good stuff to talk about with Carolina Baseball in that conversation. So, for Classic Phil and J.C. Crystal Ball Schubert, who has just vanished on us, we hope you have a wonderful and a magnificent Mother's Day weekend. We look forward to seeing you on Monday morning at 11 o'clock. We are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. Tristan and his wife, new parents. Happy Mother's Day to her. And we'll see y'all on Monday on Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Company and live, of course, from the Sinorama Studios.